0: Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome
1: to Cat Talk Radio. Thanks for listening today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today I want to talk about aggressive cats. But before we jump into that, I want to welcome my non-aggressive and handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn.
2: Hello, everyone, and hello, my beautiful wife, and to all those cat fans out there that are listening to this, thank you very much for listening We hope you listen to many more. We're thankful today because this topic, you know, we don't really experience a lot of uh, because our cat, Pico, is such a loving kitty. (laughs) It's so amazing. (laughs) He is. He just is not aggressive. So why is aggression such a common problem?
1: Well, you know, one of our earlier shows, we focused on the different types of of aggression and I thought it was time that we do an updated podcast on the topic because I've had a lot of people contact me recently on this issue and I don't know if it's because people are home more you know from staying shelter in place COVID type stuff and cats have just had it or if it's just the kind of the luck of the draw this week but it was good inspiration for this episode but you know cats are both predator, and prey, which, you know, really kind of differentiates them from the dog lineage. Wolves and dogs are are predators. So cats have this hypersensitivity to danger. You know, they're always feeling vulnerable, and, and that triggers a built-in aggression response. So it's probably not all that uncommon.
2: Well, so let's talk about that for a second. Are we talking... Aggression cat to cat or aggression cat to people?
1: It could be both. Um, The root causes of aggression are basically the same. And that's what I want to mostly talk about today because... I can't really, you know, we can't do a podcast that goes, this is how you make your aggressive cat friendly because it's so complicated. But, you know, today I want to talk about what causes aggression and some things that you can do to modify the aggressive behavior just kind of in general.
2: Well, then let's start with why cats are aggressive.
1: Well, there are many reasons, but I want to focus on six main causes that cover Almost all the different types of aggression, which we talked about in our earlier podcast.
2: Well, (laughs) yeah, I think that was our seventh episode. I mean, we're so far down the line, it's hard for me to keep everything straight. All of this information is just so crazy in my mind. (laughs) No way I could ever keep up with it. But, you know, back when we were recording live, I think... That yeah. was our 7th. I'm I'm it guessing was. because it I was. think this is our 93rd and this is our 93rd
1: to, episode.
2: I just had to count all the episodes on my fingers and then took my shoes off and had to count them on my toes and so I finally got to <laughs> 93 so I think that's 93. You have a lot of
1: fingers and toes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was multiple times over and over. That was pretty fast, too, because I had to kick the shoes off and still talk at the same time. And that's like chewing bubble gum and walking. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) So have those uh, causes changed a lot? Is that why we're doing this again? Um, Or is there some kind of update to aggression?
1: Well, you no, know, the, the causes for aggression haven't changed. It's just that, you know, topics do need to be updated from time to time. I, I continue to learn. You know, I hope, I hope I never stop learning. And I like to share the new findings and, and different ways that I find that I'm looking at things as time goes on.
2: So what's one of the six reasons why cats are aggressive then?
1: So um, the first one is fear. And that could be fear of a lot of different things it could be a a, you know a perceived threat like a a predator or something unknown you know big man shows up at the door cat's fearful of that because it thinks oh my god he's gonna get me if the cat's trapped and can't escape, that's another kind of fear because, you know, one of the one of the essential needs that cats need is choice because cats really have to feel like they're in control of their environment. If they don't, you know, they get very fearful. They get very insecure and that causes fear, which can lead to aggression, um, fear that comes from you know learned from past experiences maybe it's an abusive situation and maybe within that abusive situation there are certain smells that anchor that experience for them or colors or shapes or those kinds of things that might might trigger that they could have aggression i see this all the time you know from trauma from being in a shelter and in cages, you know, I, we deal with that. Owner surrender cats that are perfectly calm and wonderful at home, and then you put them in a shelter, and that's such a traumatic environment for them that you know they react defensively out of fear, and and they're because they're scared to death in there. Um, overcrowding of cats in a home—if there's too many cats—that can make cats very fearful and aggressive. It's just. It's really hard, you know, in a case, if you call me and say, my cat is aggressive and fear is the source of it, it's really hard to diagnose that source of fear because cats can't talk to us, you know, like a normal therapist, you'd say, so how does that make you feel? <laughs> and a, cat, a cat can't really go, well, that scares me. So it's, it's really hard to diagnose those sources of fear.
2: You know, I think that's very much just like people. So <clears throat> this whole cat thing is becoming very complicated because I know people are complicated that way also. It's hard to diagnose why people react the way they do. You know, there's people that have been abusive situations or, you know, we see where um, oftentimes in movies, you know, where somebody is captured um or kidnapped in some way and you know they're just instantly afraid of somebody touching them mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. in scenarios whereby you know in rape cases and things like that. So it's so there's a fear that diagnoses with those things that we we're just complicated as a human society. So now it's, it's mm-hmm, interesting and so are to cats. Cats are in that same same kind yes. of world.
1: They so, are, and even like, more so because, again, like I said, cats are, are both predator and prey, and, you know, we're not prey. We don't have to walk around, for the most part, that uh, uh, those of us that are, you know, healthy, don't have to walk around worrying about the dinosaurs eating us, but you're right. If you've had a traumatic experience, you may walk around worrying about you know, what what men do to you or what women do or some sort of category. And I think it's good that we're talking about, you know, relating this to people because it does help people understand what's going on with their cats more, I think. When, you know, I always say it's dangerous to anthropomorphize onto your cat, but in this case, I think it's very important to, to relate to your personal situations of fear and then think about that, you know, from your cat's point of view, what, what it might be feeling afraid of.
2: You know, and when people are afraid, they often lash out at others aggressively. So that so makes sense. What's another cause of aggression in cats besides so, this piece?
1: Yeah fear fear's a big piece another another big piece is pain or some sort of medical issue and and this is also hard to diagnose because um cats don't show that they're in pain you know dogs do dog dogs are uh, i'm gonna get hate mail from dog lovers but dogs are kind of sissies in that way because they get help from people you know and again they're predators they don't have to worry about being prey so they can go ow 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 it hurts and and not have to worry about something eating them because they're at a disadvantage but cats do so again they're they're just instinctively wired to not share those feelings of weakness, because that's going to make them more vulnerable to a predator. and And they could be feeling things like arthritis. If your cat is probably ten years or older, there's a really, really, really good chance that they're suffering from some level of arthritis, and it's causing, you know, minor residual pain. Um, Dental issues are hugely common in cats. They say that 80% of cats have some form of dental disease, and I just did a, a blog on that. So um, go to the website, catbehaviorsolutions.org, and the blog page and look for dental disease in cats and, and learn about those dental issues and what to look for. Um, could be physical trauma, you know, or infection. That's really easy to hide in a cat, especially if it's some sort of internal infection or if it gets bit by something and that gets infected. A lot of times you don't see that until it's really, you know, really a problem. and that all all that kind of stuff, all that pain and medical issues, you know, makes the cat, you know, if he gets touched or think he might be touched. He's going to react aggressively. And, you know, other things, too, that affect them is cognitive decline. You know, they, just like us, they get dementia and, and, you know, probably some form of Alzheimer's. They definitely get dementia and they have cognitive decline as they get older, um, you know, which like neurological problems. And, again, that makes them feel like they're not in control. And and that's a big thing for cats. Anytime they're feeling pain or something going on, they feel different. And that's very, very scary to many of these causes overlap. Like I just said, that's scary. That's fear. So pain is kind of also bleeds over into fear a little bit. You know, a um, lot of these things we're going to talk about today overlap, and there could be multiple reasons. You know, that your cat's being aggressive. That's why these cases are so hard to diagnose.
2: You know, I can I can get that. I understand when I'm get hurt, I get cranky. Uh, when I get sick, I probably get cranky, but. I always want to be touched. I like that. So (laughs) what's the next aggression cause?
1: (laughs) The next one is is territorial. Um, So if they think that their territorial territory is being invaded, they're going to get aggressively defensive about it. And that could be uh, the most obvious is a new cat, new pet, could be a dog, but more likely a cat could be a new person you know, moving in, your boyfriend's moving in, or your girlfriend's moving in, or you're blending households. I, I had a case yesterday where a, a woman is moving in with her boyfriend, she has a cat, he has two, and, you know, they're having a lot of aggressive issues trying to integrate those cats now into one household, they'll, they'll be getting married soon, and, you know, and I feel for that poor couple on a side note, you know, the cats are, are, are not, integrating smoothly quickly easily in any way shape or form and they've got those stresses and it's you know it's my cats versus your cats and you got all the stress of just moving in with one another and then planning a wedding on top of that i was like i oh, yeah, yeah that's a lot but um but back to territorial sorry i <laughs> went down a rabbit hole
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait this is a cat show not a rabbit hole not a rabbit show
1: outside cats you know if your cat is sitting in the window, you know, seeing an, an outside cat, and they go, that cat, it's going to get in here. And that that cat can't get in the house, and it's going to be very fearful that its territory is about to be invaded and taken over, and it's going to have to share its resources. And, and again, I, I said, you know, they're afraid this kind of overlaps with fear because it's the fear of that territory invader that that motivates this outside cats are a real common source of cat to cat aggression. But it can also happen to people like that cat is sitting in the window looking at that other cat outside. You don't see it because it's way off in the back corner of your yard. It's just run under your tool shed. You didn't see it. Your cat's just Frozen still intently staring, you have no idea what's going on, and then you reach down to pet it, and it didn 't necessarily hear you walk up and it 's going to jump out of its skin and turn around and bite you <laughs> so <laughs> you know territorial protection is a big one fear pain, territorial protection those are those are big
2: ones i 'd be aggressive too if someone wanted to invade our territory i would i would <laughs> do the pilo erection myself uh you know (laughs) i was i was just thinking about (laughs) when i walk in the woods sometimes and i don't know what it is maybe over cautiousness Mm -hmm. i'm always looking for potential predators that may be in you know i may be invading their territory or they may be coming after me you hear that story all the time where maybe some uh, mountain lion is sneaking up on you or some bear or Maybe there's a, a, a snake potential problem. I mean, I'm always looking for things like that. So, you know, my heightened emotions are already heightened. So I could see where that could be very much the same way for them. Yeah. So yeah. what's next on the on the list, Molly?
1: Um, status.
2: Wait, 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 well, hold on. I know for a fact you've said this a hundred times, if not a thousand. I've heard you say it over and over. That there is no alpha cat. So now you're saying that am I say am I understanding that right? That they do have status or they don't have status?
1: Well, it's, it's a it's a fine line, but they don't have a social hierarchy. So cats in the wild are independent creatures. They live solitary. It's just one cat in a big area and they only come together for mating, right? We we force them to have uh some sort of so we force them to have social relationships by making them live with other cats. But you know, cats do display dominance, but there is no social hierarchy. So like a dog, if you have if you own four dogs, there's an alpha dog in that group and there's a beta dog. And there's a, you know, every dog <laughs> has a, a status on on that ladder of of social relationship and social hierarchy, and it doesn't change a lot in a in a in a pack animal like that, um, like wolves. Um, good example. Cats are not like that. They don't have that social hierarchy. There is no alpha cat, but they do assert dominance, and status is very important to them. Uh, you know, in a little cat's mind, they're saying. I've got to have status in this household. I've got to count. I've got to know that I mean something to you and to the other beings in this house. And, and so what that looks like, you know, what, what does that look like? Like if you pick up a cat to move it to another place and it growls at you, that's that's a status aggressive response like you know i'm i'm in this warm comfy spot and you're trying to move me off the couch because you want to sit here or you want to move me off the stool this is my stool then they may get aggressive with you because they feel like they don't have status um they'll block doors from other cats you know they though and i see this a lot if i go to a house and especially if there's urination issues where a cat is refusing to use the litter box one cat will just lay in the middle of the floor in the room that leads to the litter boxes you know the room outside the room and and to the owners it's like it's no big deal cats just laying on the floor but to the other cat it thinks it's gonna have it's gonna have to get into a fight to go to the litter box. It has to, you know, and you can see it because they'll cut a big, wide berth around that cat laying on the floor and and the cat on the floor will be staring directly at them, making eye contact. Eye contact for cats is a, is a sign of, of dominance. And so they'll be staring at the one walking by and that cat walking by will just go way around the outskirts of the room and then probably trot past them real fast and go to the litter box. So that's a, that's a sign of, of status dominance. Um, they might bite you when you are paying attention to another cat. You know, they're they're asserting themselves basically. And again, this is a gray line between this and and territorial because obviously, you know, they're thinking that this is a, a you're cutting in on my resources and my territory, but the the key difference is the source of aggression territorial deals with a real estate source, and status is more of a perceived threat to their resources or space. So the other thing is, you know, asserting hierarchy within a social group of cats, a lot of times you don't see that until they get to be about two to four years old, because that's when a cat reaches social
2: maturity. You know, that's... That's funny. I think about this. I, I think about the fact that what if you're in that pack? you know you talked about the dogs? and the pack of the dogs. You sure don't want to be the dog that's labeled X, Y, and Z in the group because <laughs> Alpha and Beta are on the front end of that group. Because the you're just,
1: dog. <laughs> You just
2: might as well break off and try to make your own group at that point because you're just going to be stuck with taking care of everything. So I can Excuse see me. where, you know, that maybe cats are the same way. Uh, X, Y, and Z cat come into the home, you know, and... Alpha Cat, Beta Cat been there a while, and you know, one way or another it's their territory and things coming in. I could see that. You know, and I had this thought the other night and I wanted to share it just for a minute. You know, Pico, our cat, uh it, we we watch sometimes animal planets type stuff and animal shows, and he watches it pretty closely, and then I see him jump over the TV and and my first thought was maybe he thinks he's trying to figure out how to get into their territory, (laughs) you know? You know, maybe he's trying to jump through the screen to be over there because he actually watches stuff where most cats I see don't do that. But I thought, man...
1: Prey play wand because you know you're supposed to put the prey play, play wands up when you're well, not he, playing. But he with does them it and-
2: on both TVs, so you know we don't have that bow. So I was thinking, man, well maybe he's just <laughs> trying to show everybody in this in this scene his dominance. He's <laughs> maybe going out I there guess maybe <laughs> he's going to jump through the TV and show those. Other big animals, who he really is. (laughs) And don't
1: forget, you have your project. One of your projects today is to secure that TV so it doesn't fall out when he jumps over like that. (laughs) Yeah, so
2: I keep him from jumping through the screen into the show. (laughs) Okay, so that was reason number four so far, I believe, Mm -hmm. if I've got my numbers right.
1: Right, counting counting my toes. There's a status. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What's number five, Molly?
1: So number five Uh, is petting induced or overstimulation. Again, hard to diagnose because it could be pain rather than just stimulation that's causing the aggression. But some cats just don't like being pet too long. I have cases where people I'll say describe how the cat was aggressive. What exactly was happening? I was sitting on the couch. Fluffy was in my lap. All I'm doing is petting and he turns around and just Bites the crap out of my hand. And I say, well, how were you petting? Where were you touching? How much pressure? Were you going with the direction of the fur or against the direction of the fur? Were you scratching or petting or patting? And how many times? A lot of times they'll say, well, I'm petting from the head all the way down to the base of the tail. And after about the fifth time, he turns around and bites me. And in cases like that, you first of all, don't go to five, stop at three or four so you don't get bit. And maybe think about petting differently because the cat is trying to tell you that I don't like that for one reason or another. It's uncomfortable, maybe it hurts. And picking up, a lot of cats don't like to be picked up and will be aggressive when they are. And You know, that's one of the criteria for cats moving to adoption in a lot of shelters is can they be picked up? And I sometimes have a little problem with that. Because if a cat doesn't like to be picked up, especially in a shelter where it's already feeling fear, I don't like to push it. It's like, let them deal with that when they get home. People need to understand that you don't just run right over to a cat and pick it up. And I know we all love to because it's down on the ground and we want it closer to our face and we want to snuggle in it softer and we we want it up closer to us. But a lot of cats don't like that. Try getting down on their level. Meet a cat where it is, both physically and emotionally. And don't touch it where it doesn't want to be touched.
2: You know, I got to interject here because I really like to be pet. And you can (laughs) pet me anywhere. And I like to be overstimulated. So go for it, baby. (laughs) Different
1: show. Different show. Oh,
2: gosh. Yeah, the rabbit hole thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I do understand that they really they're really good about letting you know when they don't want to be touched somewhere. Cats will let you know pretty quickly. <laughs> so I I get that. So what's the final cause of aggression?
1: The final cause of aggression is redirected. So they're hyper aroused by some external stimulus, could be squirrels. Or noises or smells and this might look like territorial aggression. You know, it looks it looks a lot like that because you know, we say that cats have redirected aggression when they're looking at cat other cats outside and they're perceiving a territorial threat. So it, it could look like that as well, but usually it's something like like squirrels, something that's got them just really, really, really aroused and and highly dialed up that's i
2: thought that was dogs like squirrel squirrel squirrel
1: squirrel (laughs) cats do that too huh cool they they do they just don't show it you know dog will go and go chase them and a cat's just gonna sit there you know tense as can be and you probably don't see it and reach down to pet it or pick it up and be the recipient of redirected aggression (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're recording this. How did that dog go again? <laughs> 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 I think we should start a dog show. You really are a dog whisperer, my love. <laughs> Surely there's other causes for aggression, right?
1: Yeah, there might there might be other causes for aggression and some of those are you know, cats cats can be born with an aggressive personality. That That can happen, you know, or maybe they didn't have human contact in that sensitive development stage, which is between three and seven weeks. Things that don't happen to kittens during that period, they are often afraid of later in life. So if they haven't had any human contact, you know, for the first couple months of their life, then they can be very aggressive to humans because they're afraid of them. Um, cat cat aggression, you know, they, they haven't had any interaction with other cats. We see this a lot when a kitten is a solo kitten that's raised by a foster parent and it's just a little solo kitten and it doesn't get to interact with siblings or parent cats. It will often be aggressive with other cats later in life.
2: What is the appropriate thing to stop all that aggression? How do you get that oh, calmed down? Molly?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a scary sound.
1: <laughs> well, and that's one of the things that you do. You got to avoid scary situations. That's that's the main thing. If you've identified what the cat's afraid of, don't do it or don't put it in that that situation, if you know that every time you turn on your hair dryer and the cat looks at you and startled and runs under the bed, you know then close the door, go in another room in the bathroom and and close it and and keep the cat from that if it scares them it's not cute to scare cats don't don't provoke them or instigate fear or you know you'll become the source of fear and then the cat won't bond with you. predictability is a Key factor in how cats bond with other creatures. They love routine and ritual, and part of that is you being predictable. You're going to reliably feed them at the same time, same place, same bowl, scoop the litter boxes, same time. There's lots of routine, and they like that. You're very predictable. Well, when you become unpredictable, that's scary, and that can lead to them being aggressive to you. And then... Pay vigilant attention to your cat's body language. Learn the subtleties of cat body language. We we have a podcast on that, so go look for that and and listen to it. Because there are, it's not just full on pilo erection or or laying relaxed. There's a lot in between. Cats can get just a slight amount of hair raise at the base of their tail. You know, that you don't, it's not a full bushy tail, but just at the base a little bit. A lot of times cats will have a ridge of hair that stands up along their back when they're starting to feel a little vulnerable. Whisker position is very important when the whiskers are flat back, they're scared their tail of course how they're holding their tail if their tail is is straight up in the air they're happy if the tail is down lower than the back level then they're cautious for some reason and another thing you can do to stop aggression is is positive reinforce Reinforcement, you can positively reinforce when your cat's being calm, you know, identify calm times and you know, that's a good situation for training opportunities, positive reinforcement. Training can go a long way in building confidence in your cat. And we have a podcast on that too, on clicker training. And clicker training really helps your cat overcome fear. And it helps you to really bond with your cat because it's, it's just an amazing, powerful way to train a cat. So positive, reinforcing, calm is another really great thing you can do.
2: So, you know, I know this is going to be hard to answer because I put myself in that situation and I'm a reactive person. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are reactive, you know, so, for example, if I get, you know, hit or punched or something painful begins to happen, I'm really fast at just going whack, you know, or, you know, just let go and all that so what happens if you're in the middle of an active attack and the cat is biting you what do you do
1: well the best thing you can do when you are experiencing unwanted cat behavior is to ignore it and i don't mean in this case do nothing just don't overreact don't yell because again you become that unpredictable and scary thing, and the cat's going to really erode the bond with you. If you, if they're in your lap and you're petting them and they turn on you and bite you, get up. You know, let them fall to the couch or to the floor. Get don't try to pick them up. Put your hands behind your back. Get your hands out of the way and just stand up. Let them drop walk away, turn your back on them, don't pay any attention to them, go to another room and close the door so that they're left alone. You know, they will eventually associate that being ignored, which they hate because, again, status is important. They don't like to be ignored. And they'll associate that with the biting. And and this alone, of course, doesn't cure the issue. That's got to be paired with positive reinforcement of calm, and clicker training, and just basically getting to the bottom of the issue.
2: Okay, so if someone is having an aggression issue, should they just immediately drop the cat and pick up the phone and call you?
1: (laughs) Yes. No, (laughs) I do take aggression cases. A lot of behavior specialists don't because, you know, they're the most time-consuming consultation that there is it it takes a long time to try to figure out what's going on you know how to just diagnose the situation and then trying to craft clever ways to fix it so a lot a lot of people won't but i i do take aggression cases and uh, and people need to understand there's no magic cat wand that just poof makes your cat behave the way you think it should it's gonna take a lot of
2: work It's, (laughs) it's, <laughs> you know, this is obviously a serious topic because, you know, there's a lot of people that get hurt with aggressive cats. yeah, and true. and and there's a and lot of dangerous. cats that probably get hurt because of that aggression. And so it's a very serious topic. and and it's probably, they end up in
1: shelters,
2: and they end up in shelters. That's right. And, you know, this is a much needed episode. and people should recognize, that situation. And just because the cat is aggressive now doesn't mean it's time to take the kitty back to the shelter. Let's try to figure out how to fix it. And I think that's what this is all about. Very much needed episode. Thank you, Molly, very much. And for all those out there that are listening, listen, if you have a topic that you would like Molly to talk about and research and dive into and give you some expert uh, information on, Email her, because she loves topics that are different, and she loves going out there and researching them, and she does an excellent job of doing that. So email her at molly at dot com, and that's with two T's, cat, C-A-T, and then talk, T-A-L-K, radio.com, <laughs> molly at cat <laughs> And be sure to
1: like us on Facebook. Um, I always post stuff on Facebook that, you know, we don't necessarily cover in podcasts. There's not 30 minutes of stuff to talk about. So uh, follow us on Facebook. It's Cat Behavior Solutions, Cat Talk Radio. Follow us on Instagram. It's at Molly DeVos, Cat Behavior Solutions. And be sure to check out our our blog on the site at catbehaviorsolutions.org because, there's all kinds of great stuff there. Um, and
2: I guess that's it, right? No. Oh, what about the rugs and the stones and all the wonderful stuff you can buy out there? Can't we buy a bunch of stuff on your site?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a boutique. So we have the behavior boutique where we sell things like CBD, which is a really good thing to buy and give an aggressive cat because it can help them feel you know, perhaps a little more emotionally stable. That's um, a
2: good one to add, right? Yeah. Is it, that works well with this and this thing here. Yeah, well, right? good job.
1: And there's a a resource page, you know, where I've got links to all kinds of things like Zilkine, which is a over-the-counter uh, supplement that can also make a cat feel more emotionally stable. So there's a resource page. Be sure to check that out. And then there are things like, we were mentioning the really cool rugs. These are washable machine, washable rugs. So when your cat throws up on the rug, which you know it's going to sooner or later, You don't have those terrible spots. You can just toss that puppy right in the washing machine. And they've got big sizes, too. They come out with a 9 by 12 now, and it really does. It has a little Velcro-type pad that's on the floor, and you just rip off that rug and put it in the washing machine. It's awesome. We have like 11 of them in our house. And you can see those and learn more about them, and you can see our house and our rugs at rugs.cattalkradio.com. And then the stones Dewey was talking about were not his own personal stones. but <laughs>
2: <laughs> Different show. Because I don't
1: show. let him talk about those on the air. They're different
2: show, my love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are cremation stones. So if you have ashes from a cat sitting around in a cedar box somewhere, Lord knows we do. We have like four cedar boxes, sadly, stacked up, you know, away in a closet. Well, there's a company that takes those and actually makes them into these beautiful white stones. And they're, you can hold them. You can put them out in the garden where your cat like to sleep. You can carry them in your pocket. You can put them in your car for your cat, you know, whatever. And they're just lovely, really, really lovely. And those we have on the website and talk more about too. And that one is stones.cattalkradio.com.
2: Yeah, good. Also, I'd like to... Tell everyone out there that's listening to us if you've ever learned something from one of our podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Really, really think about that and what that means. That helps us keep this show on the air. Any small amount will help, any small amount does help. This is a free podcast, we don't ask for subscriptions. So show us some love in return, because we're going to keep doing this as long as shelter euthanasia euthanasia is the number number one cause cause of of death death in cats.
1: cats. That might have been one of the better ones we've done. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Until next time, keep calm and purr on. Yay,
2: goodbye, everyone.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues